Welcome to the Perennial Wellness Podcast, the podcast that will lead you to better health, wellness, and nutrition knowledge. This show is hosted by myself, Kristen Crowley, and my co-host, Brittany Wharton. We are registered dietitians, fitness enthusiasts, and outdoor lovers. With over 10 years of nutrition studies, we want to bring to you the different conversations about nutrition to help you become the best you. Welcome back to the Perennial Wellness Podcast today, guys. We have a super fun episode for you with our first guest on the show. We are going to be talking about pregnancy and hopefully answering all of your questions today or anything nutrition related, um, experiences, anything like that with pregnancy. And we are here with Morgan Thomas. Hello. (laughs) Hey, Morgan. We're so glad you're here with us today. So we wrote some questions down and some different things that we know that a lot of people that go through pregnancy um, may ask about. But first, just tell us like who you are, what you are, maybe like your pregnancy, what, how old is your kid? Do you, how many kids do you have? Tell the world a little bit about you. Okay, guys, I am a nurse for the last six to seven years. I'm not sure exactly. And I will be finishing my mental health practitioner in May of this next year. Woohoo. Um, <laughs> I have a passion for women and teens and pregnancy for sure um, as my journey for my little boy who is 11 months. So sweet. Um, We had trouble having him. Um, I have a diagnosis of PCOS and we struggled to conceive and so that brought me to all the things of nerding out on mindset and nutrition for pregnancy. So that is my spill. I love that. Well, we're so glad you're here. And Liam is so cute. You guys will um, hopefully see him around or something. I don't know. Yeah. On Instagram. <laughs> um, and just so for you guys that don't know, PCOS is polycystic ovarian syndrome, which is like um, a women's health issue that can come up, a hormonal issue that affects blood sugar and different things and can also affect your fertility. And so... Um, If you experience anything that we've talked about in our past hormonal podcast, then you may want to get things checked out because it is pretty common. And I've heard recently that like, I don't know, it's like 70% of women are not diagnosed even though they have it. Well, it presents so differently. Like for me, you know, a lot of the hallmark is overweight, um, hair all over your body, acne all over. And for me, I don't really, you know, I didn't have any of that. Um, I more so had the brain fog and fatigue and um, I definitely had the insulin um, issues and blood sugar issues. But Mm -hmm. until now in my you know, um, postpartum period, I never had issues with weight. Now I do, you know, I've worked out consistently, I've eaten really healthy, and I've still struggled to lose weight in that process, but still within a healthy, healthy weight. So it can present so differently. So, so many people until you have your labs drawn until, you know, there's something that you have no idea what's going on hormonally, like, you go to the doctor. Otherwise, you really 
you know, it's yeah. hard to know. Right. So you're ready to have some babies. Exactly. (laughs) And then you have to do a deep dive into your nutrition. That's right. So tell us, um, I know like one big thing starting off with pregnancy is like everything I hear, Brittany and I have not been pregnant, so that's why we got a guest on the show. Yes. Is that that nausea comes up and it's like so hard. It's something that a lot of women I think struggle with and it's hard because you know that you're growing a baby but you can't eat and you feel bad and like – that whole dilemma. So did you experience that and maybe any tips or anything that you have on that? Okay. So I'm going to backtrack, but it's going to go into what I'm saying. Um, I think the most important nutritional tip thing I can bring is preconception is so important. What you go into your pregnancy is so important because so many of us come from fad diets, depletion, um, so many different things. And then we try to go into pregnancy and this baby is taking all of our nutrients. Mm-hmm. And so if you're not coming from preconception, if you can, like just preparing our body and giving the proper nutrients. Um, so that being said, I was very sick. Um, <laughs> my first 15, my first trimester, the first 15 weeks of my pregnancy and something that I did not do um, that I've done a lot of research on and talked to a lot of other pregnancy, um, pregnant women is magnesium. Magnesium is humongous. Um, we are all depleted. It's like vitamin D, you know, mm-hmm. we're so depleted in magnesium and magnesium plays such a big role in nausea. Mm-hmm. Um, and how we feel. I mean, so many different things, brain fog, um, constipation. Those are all your first trimester. That's, you know, such a huge part. So a pregnant woman or someone trying to conceive should be taking 400 milligrams of magnesium. You know, we really, we flush it out if we have too much, mm-hmm. you know, there's very, very, very rare cases of getting too much magnesium. Mm-hmm. Because our body is even more stressed and it's kind of like a feedback loop. Um, The more stressed we are, the more magnesium we burn. And the less less magnesium we have, the more stressed our body is. So pregnancy is a sense of a stressor. So we do just need more magnesium. So that's a big tip for nausea, um, taking it at night. And, you know, the best way of getting it, because there's so many magnesium, like, tinctures, um, capsules, all of that online. Um, the source, the type of magnesium is really important. Mm -hmm. Um, magnesium glycinate is really, really readily available to our body. So that's, you know, that bicarb, you need sparkling water with bicarb, but, um, yeah, just being mindful and doing a little bit of research on magnesium. Um, and then blood sugar, blood sugar is humongous for nausea. Um, because I couldn't even get out of bed without my husband (laughs) bringing me some type of protein or something so I could get out. Um, so protein's a really big thing to help regulate, you know, it's everywhere. Small meals throughout the day is really important, but that protein with every single meal because that'll help your blood sugar throughout the entire time. Mm-hmm. So I would drink some collagen, which my end of my first trimester, I learned uh, collagen at night before I went to bed. And my, mm-hmm. my nausea got so much better in the morning just because my blood sugar stayed regulated throughout oh, the day. Oh, wow. Okay, that's good. Yeah, and I've heard too, like, 
people can't, like you're saying, like he had to bring you something in the morning. Like you can't even move to get no. out of bed because it'll throw your blood sugars off and you literally have to eat like right away. No, uh, so no. yeah, yeah. <laughs> My husband was like, I mean, he was amazing, but he was like, okay, is this for real? Like, yeah, well, like, he's like, do you just want breakfast in bed? Like, what is going on here? And I was like, and I hear, like, you know, like, people put, like, nuts or, or I don't know what else. Yeah. I've heard nuts a lot, like, on the side of the Snacks. bed, and then you just literally grab... And then you like before you even get up, you have your your snack right there to help your blood sugar balance. Yes. So, yes. Yeah. 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 So um, I like the magnesium tip. So I want to ask like how did you take a prenatal and did you take that in your prenatal or did you take the magnesium separate from the prenatal? So prenatals, you have to be careful. You know, from the beginning of time or for however long <laughs> multivitamins have been out. They're very much marketed and you have to be careful where you source your uh, multivitamin because too much of one vitamin can really um, offset another vitamin. Mm -hmm. So you have to be careful with multivitamins. I did alternate um, a multivitamin with a liver, liver capsule. Liver capsules do not have all the nutrients you need. And I really came from like a nutrient um, food first. Yeah. Made sure I got all of that, and I did that by like using Chronometer Map app, which is like awesome. It's free, and I kind of like was able to gauge. Okay, I didn't get enough zinc today. Mm-hmm. Now, whenever I was nausea nauseous, that was like a whole different story. I was surviving. Um, but if I would have had those little tips, I think that I had towards the end of the first trimester, I would have been able to gauge that mm-hmm. more. Um, so yes, a multivitamin. Just make sure. You know, you source it right, and you could even alternate that with um, beef liver capsules mm-hmm. because those are. I mean, we don't like to eat beef. Most of us don't like to eat liver. It's not right. that tasty. It's very strong, mm-hmm. but it's so nutritious. Mm-hmm. Um, so I really recommend that. Um, seaweed is another big thing, or any way of getting. Um, iodine Mm -hmm. now you don't you know you want to be careful with any tinctures or supplements because too much of a good thing is also not great but our Mm -hmm. thyroid takes a hit also while pregnant so I ate seaweed um like a little scoop of seaweed I had it fermented from um whole foods um that's big and protein 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 for like you know um vitamins and supplements because we really get so many nutrients like good vitamins and minerals from eating protein yeah. so mm-hmm. well and seafood would be a really good one but you probably have to be careful a little bit with pregnancy you do yeah and that's you know that's another one where they recommend not eating raw sushi raw it, I mean you know deli meats and stuff I found um I'm not a huge believer of that. Um, I did eat raw sushi. <laughs> I agree. I've had um, research. I'm yes. with you. <laughs> so, you know, those those fears, now they're there. Yes. But you can get salmonella, like what, there's, what mm-hmm. the fear-based um, theory on that is. You can get salmonella poisoning and a few of the other, you know, scared, I don't want to say scared tactics, not at all. You know, safety is most important, Um, but I did eat raw fish. I just made sure it was, like, sourced well and, you know, cleaned really well, you know, made our own. 
but and and I did also at the restaurant but if you are a person that is fearful of that or not even fearful you just want to do what's right and you don't have a huge knowledge base and you haven't researched like I crazily research mm-hmm. um then just err on the side of caution and don't do the deli meats don't do the raw fish and you know that's mainly what you want to stay away from those are the biggest right well and the eggs too is the one that i've heard a lot and i've seen that like with people that i know that have been pregnant is like you're not supposed to eat the raw egg yolk well some people only like their eggs that way they don't eat eggs any way else and so it's like you need eggs for choline because the choline is going to help your baby to grow that's your biggest source of choline so and and protein so just eat the eggs speaking (laughs) speaking of multivitamins right eggs are our natural multivitamin eggs Mm. are amazing they have so many nutrients Vitamin A is huge. Yes. Choline is huge for pregnancy. And both, like, eggs are, I mean, I am, I get, like, grossed out for eggs so because I eat them so much. And mm. I just put pesto. I do fun things because eggs are so freaking right. good for us. Mm. Like, they just have so many nutrients. And so that's a, you know, multivitamin that in my mind, I was like, okay, beef liver and eggs are huge. Two eggs a day. You get so much vitamin A, so much and good vitamin A, Mm -hmm. not, you know, not the, you have to be careful with that too. So Mm -hmm. the, the good true source of vitamin A, which is awesome for your baby choline. Yeah. Yeah. So it's like, if you're only going to eat eggs or if you're only going to eat fish, that's like more on the raw side or eggs on the raw side, then to me, it's better to eat it to get the nutrients than like deplete yourself because where are you going to get those nutrients otherwise? Like, yeah. yeah. Especially if you're... Listen, my naturopathic not, doctor told me yeah. if you want to drink coffee at that point, I was like, I'm so tired. I'm working. I'm in school. <laughs> and she was like, listen, if you have to get your eggs raw with your coffee in the morning to not drink coffee on an empty stomach, then put that raw egg in there and call it a day. And yes. some days I would. Some yes. days I would. And I'm here to tell the tale. <laughs> Everybody's like, yeah, everyone, we are good. He is rolling. He is so, rolling. <laughs> yes, um. yes. Okay, yeah, so I'm glad you mentioned, like, the tiredness and everything like that because that's another thing that's huge. Like, pregnant women are growing a whole nother child, so they're exhausted. So what tips or foods or naps or anything did you find that helped you at all through pregnancy? I mean, naps, if you can get naps (laughs) in, heck yeah. But I feel like eating enough. You know, mm-hmm. we're also worried you're going to gain so much weight. And that's not me saying go eat whatever you want. But eating enough protein, eating enough slow carbs. So, like, potatoes. Um, Quinoa, rice. Yes. Like that. Yes. Oats. Yeah. Oats. Yeah. Oats are great. Like, can't say enough about oats, especially in the morning mm-hmm. with protein. Because it just helps our bodies regulate and have that energy throughout the day it's good fiber I mean you're like killing several birds with (laughs) one stone with that um but yeah eating those slow carbs and the protein I feel like helps the most because it's sustainable throughout the day whereas caffeine brings you up takes you down not hating on caffeine love some matcha tea um but for PCOS I I couldn't I couldn't do actually had to stopped drinking coffee and I conceived um but that's not here nor there Mm -hmm. the energy is really eating enough protein eating enough carbs like eating a balanced meal at least three times a day but you really should be snacking and that gave me the most energy Mm -hmm. to be honest um and then yeah a nap sometimes you know 
third trimester, you're just tired. Like that, mm-hmm. your your body's growing, your baby's getting ready. Our hormones, our melatonin's through the roof because that's what gets the baby out and it starts elevating in that third trimester. So like you're tired, your body, that's our time to kind of go within, honestly, before you have a baby. So kind of just like leaning into that and knowing that this is where I am. I'm about to have a baby. So leaning into that, you know, being a little Mm -hmm. more tired because it is, it comes with the territory and it's kind of setting you up. It's like the ancestral right mm-hmm. slow down wind down prep for a baby yeah yeah I love that and I yeah definitely like eating enough eating this I like the eating snacks enough. and the meals like of course we've talked about so much on our podcast like how to balance your meal how to regulate your blood sugars we have a whole episode on it um but making sure that you're pairing your carbs with your protein and that you're mm-hmm. you're making your snacks you know um, you're getting your vegetables and you're getting your greens and you're getting those kind of things in those meals because those nutrients also are going to help to sustain energy, give you fiber, make sure that you're going to the bathroom. That's a good one. We should talk about it's that. Spirulina. Yes, yes. Spirulina. So saying that the greens, when you're mm-hmm. nauseated in the beginning, it's it's hard. And, you know, nausea is a great sign. And so many people told me that and I could roll my eyes when they would say it because I was like, oh, well, I'm so glad I'm very pregnant. And, <laughs> and you know, it's a good sign. Um with nausea but like getting your greens in spirulina is like you can put it in anything it's really tasteless and like that is a way of just ensuring if you're not able to get all of your greens because absolutely greens are so important every meal um but spirulina is a nice little like Mm -hmm. you want to make a little smoothie or something and your smoothie will look blue it's cool yeah so yeah and and that helps with constipation because because it's detoxing you know those greens you got to got to somehow help your body to detox so i mean Mm -hmm. it's a big thing with constipation but if you're getting your good magnesium and eating those well-balanced diet like your bowels are going to start moving right you know um it kind of goes hand in hand you know with that because constipation is something i deal with honestly um if i'm not eating well if i you know i tend Mm -hmm. to like be on that side of constipation Mm -hmm. and slowing down so i have to get i mean um, I, I work with different people and I do a bunch of research and it's like spirulina Morgan like yes. get it if I'm like slowing down chlorophyll and spirulina like I just need to add that on on my already like greens and all of right. that you know yeah. and having a smoothie is such a good way to get all of your nutrients in if you're nauseous like nauseous. I mean you like pack it into a little like cup and you just chug it in my opinion and I've heard too you <laughs> pour you your cold. you can pour your um your multivitamin or your prenatal or whatever like into it so that you're getting Absolute. also those nutrients yeah, yeah. absolutely can. um yeah. I recommend that to a lot of my patients even outside of pregnancy just like to get their vegetables and I'm like put like cauliflower and broccoli and all of it like you can't taste it right it doesn't right. matter you cover it up so love that I know yes I know you mentioned being tired and movement and things like that so tell us what did you or what were you able to do and maybe what research did you do on like movement and exercise and pregnancy what were you doing before and what can you do now and what did you do during pregnancy so, I just want to say, I had a miscarriage right before my pregnancy, um, the, the sustainable pregnancy where we have Liam James, um, and I kind of 
freaked out when I got pregnant and I did not move. Those first 15 weeks, I didn't know what to do, where to go. Like, I didn't want to mess it up. Um, And I was so nauseated. I did not work out. And I regret it so much because whenever I hit 15 weeks, I started working out again and I felt amazing. Mm. I mean, I would incorporate it just like 15 minutes if I could get into it. Like, if I could only get 15 minutes because I was in school, I was working. 15 minutes of strength training made such a difference in my mood and how I felt. Um, So I highly, highly recommend, you know, I get being nervous to do something. And I, I mean, I fully understand, but our bodies need exercise, especially when we're pregnant. I mean, we're, you're also prepping for labor. And so that's a huge thing. Like Mm -hmm. strength training is like key, but getting 15 minutes, like some days I would just get 15 minutes of it. And, you know, body weight strength training is as great sometimes, if not more than going to the gym and doing weight. So like I would do push-ups or like, I mean, you know, modified, mind you, I was pregnant, uh, modified push-ups, do some squats, you know, just move my body for 15 minutes because that's huge. I mean, pregnant, not pregnant, post postpartum, I mean, right. postpartum even, gosh, like move your body. You don't want to, but the second you do, you feel so much better. Right. Yeah. And I, I understand that whenever you are doing any type of exercise, whether you're pregnant or not, like not going overboard with it. Mm -hmm. I think listening to your body, I've heard that from a lot of pregnant women is they want to move and they want to do more, but they kind of trust their body, listen to their body. Maybe they put a cap on it. So say they're lifting weights. Okay. I'm not lifting more than a hundred pounds and Mm -hmm. I'm just going to try to stick with that for as long as I can. And I've heard that your strength is there, but then it does slowly decline. Do you was yeah. that something you yeah. experienced? I started walking um, mm-hmm. the last, like, three or four weeks. I was like, okay, strength training, like, yoga. I would do yoga, like, do stretches. Obviously, like, prep prep my body, like, do all those things. Mm-hmm. But walking, yeah, I could not, like, I wasn't going to the gym. I was like, absolutely not. I'm not getting my big old butt mm-hmm. over there. So, yeah, I mean, you do. You have to start slowing down. But it's more like strength training. You start, like, kind of, it's important to start like kind of doing your let like squats. If you, I mean, if you plan on having a natural labor, like squats, but like a few bouncing on my ball. That's what I like. I'd study and bounce on my ball. That was exercise. Mm, yeah. Like, it's like this is exercise right now. It's like a modified squat and, um, and walking. Oh my goodness. That's, you know, towards the end, you're kind of just like letting your body want to move, but you can't mm-hmm. obviously go bench press and do all yeah. that at the end of your pregnancy because you're, you're tired and huge and you yeah. do what you can. Yeah. So off of that, how, how is the sleep aspect and what are any tips you have around sleep? Cause that's obviously important. Yeah. Before I know you're tired. Obviously. <laughs> both. <laughs> yeah, both. All of it. <laughs> So, I mean, um, thankfully, I'm a big advocate for sleep. Like, you need at least eight hours every night. Obviously, you don't get that with a newborn. But um, sleep, while I would do what I had to do to get my sleep, which insomnia is a huge thing with a lot of pregnant women. Thankfully, I mean, I had my magnesium. I had, um, you know... I did little practices, like mindful practices before I went to bed. The pregnancy pillow, 10 out of 10 recommend. I mean, it changed my life. Um, 
but I was getting at least nine hours of sleep before he came. Um, towards the end, I think the last week, it was hard to sleep. You're just like, I don't know if it was insomnia, excitement, nervous, um, but just trying to rest. Like, I would nap. Um, I did take off two or three weeks before I had him. Did not work. And I was that was a thing I decided myself that, like, I knew I wasn't going to probably sleep well. And that was a time, like, you know, I know we're not all fortunate. I'm so thankful I was able to do that. But I think we should fight for that. If mm-hmm. you, like, it's really important because those weeks of prepping, it's it's a time to slow down. It's a time to rest because you're not really resting much at night. So, like, I would go on my walks and just chill during the day, listen to birth podcasts and, like, mm-hmm. get all in my, I'm like, all right, you know, just kind of rest. Well, it's obviously very physical what you're doing. Your body is changing so much. Yeah. But such a mental thing as well. Like the stress and thoughts during the night. Mindset is so important. And um, just like going within, like I think as a pregnant woman, like you have a baby inside of you. I had so much external and I do, I mean, I work in mental health, like it was very heavy towards the end of my pregnancy. I was like, I can't be around all these other energy, like negative energies, all these things. Like you become mama there. You really do. And you have to be, if you're not mindful of that. Like I think it could really alter how you feel going into that, mm-hmm. um, going into cons- having a child. So I got a new, as in being in my field that I had to step back and mindset is so important. I mean, you're about to have this huge life change and it's so beautiful. It's scary. It's kind of like, Oh my God, am I really going to do this? You know, all the things and mindset is huge, you know, just taking, what do I need? Like maybe you need social, maybe you need to step back and kind of just be by yourself. And I find that was, that was my story. And I hear so much of that. Like, I don't want to hear what's going on with you. I don't want to hear nothing against you. But, like, I need to, like, be in my own self and be in my feminine energy. I mean, Mm -hmm. as silly as it may sound, like, Mm -hmm. you need to be in your own zone and, like, what you want to be. Because as a mother, like, our kids depend on us. Our kids about to depend on us. And our body's about to do a really hard thing. A beautiful thing. Mm -hmm. But a really hard thing. Like, I was in labor for 51 hours. 50 of those being natural, completely natural. And it was an insane experience and I would do it all over again. But like our body needs that, our mind needs that. And it's important to check in with ourselves and just like who we want to be and what we what what we are and where we are and sit with ourselves because we're about to have another human that depends on us for yeah. so many reasons. Mindset is so important throughout your pregnancy. Um, you know, that was a big thing I wanted to talk about. Um because whenever y'all ask me, you know, I nerd out on epigenetics and most people haven't heard of that, but there's mm-hmm. so much research on it coming out. And I'm like, heck yeah, <laughs> um, how we behave and how we think plays such a huge part on our genes and how they're expressed. And like, I think it's scary and beautiful, but really empowering. So like how your mindset in your whole pregnancy, our babies, like, you know, whether it sounds woo-woo or not, our babies know what's going on. Our babies hear what's going on, um, whether it's, like, knowledge or just built within them. So, like, genes, you know, you can eat all the healthy foods, but if you're in this horrible mindset and in this terrible, like, 
environment, then our babies, you know, can only go off of that and their genes can determine that, like can Mm -hmm. be altered with that. So that's a huge part of it, you know, just your thoughts. And even if it's like, man, I I can't be positive right now, Mm -hmm. just be neutral, try to be neutral and try to sit with whatever's going on, because that'll teach those genes you know, epigenetics, like that'll teach your genes. You know, sometimes we have to be resilient. Sometimes we have to sit in it, but try to be mindful of that because it's huge, you know? And I think pregnancy is a beautiful way of kind of a reality check of like, who do we want to be? Who do you want to be? Cause you're about to bring a baby into this mm-hmm. world. And that's really important. You know, why not yeah. be my healthiest mentally and physically? Because that goes those two are so hand in hand. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Yeah. Thank you for sharing that. Yeah, I mean, I, I think that. a lot of people that are going to listen to it are going to take so much away from what you're saying, but also resonating, even if they've never been pregnant or if they have been pregnant, because you, oh my gosh, so many good nuggets in there. <laughs> but I, I love the part of the feminine energy. I know we've talked about that mm-hmm. a little bit, and it's so true. The way it that is. you treat yourself with your nutrition, your exercise. And then of course, now you're a role model. So this back half is Mm going to be a different game plan, like going on into the future, but your son's going to be able to watch you. Absolutely. And I am, I'm so masculine in nature. Like I say that, like, as I'm a go, 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 do, 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 like all all my life, I'm like, okay, I'm going to do this. I grew up with boys. I'm like, you know, wanted boys. We discuss that sometimes, (laughs) you know, all the boys, but I found in my pregnancy, like, how beautiful it is to just go back and, like, be, you know, like, this feminine. I wanted to wear dresses. I wanted to just, like, I mean, truly embody that feminine nature because it's it's so powerful when you're pregnant. Mm-hmm. I mean, it's so powerful all the time. You know, now I kind of, I'm like, huh, let me check back into that because mm-hmm. we're women are so powerful, you know, and we, it, it's good to check back in and take away from that you know balance that masculinity and feminine and you're in your feminine no doubt about it when you're pregnant yeah so I I I think I know the answer but I don't know but I want to know like how you explored that a little bit like as you were pregnant and like I know you said like you took the couple weeks off of work before and you were like by yourself but is there anything like journaling meditation like I know you said you listened to some podcasts like what did you feel like helped you to like tap into that? So, um, I, so one, one thing is like, you know, you said the podcast thing. So one thing is I loved listening. So I wanted to have this, I feel like is a masculine part of like, I wanted to have a natural birth and like experience that. I don't, you know, I don't don't know if that's masculine. Like I was just like, I'm going to do it. And like, I have no idea where this comes from. Everyone in my life, my, the women besides my aunt, like are like your bananas, like absolutely for what, (laughs) What, what's the reason, like what's going on. And so I was like, I wanted to listen to other women that had these beautiful birth stories. And I was just like, it really drew me in. Like I have chills thinking about it because it was like they were so empowering and they were so like full, like just fully themselves and like this beautiful, I, I don't know, they talked about birth, like this beautiful woman, like, you know, strong woman. I don't know the right word for it, but that was a big thing, like hearing other women and like connecting with other mm-hmm. women in that way. 
Um, journaling, yes. Yeah, love, mm. love to journal, love breath work. Um, breath work was okay. huge. Um, I kind of like got nervous because you're not supposed to do breath work while you're pregnant. So I made sure I did like slow breathing and, um, but I feel like connecting something that like, you know, girl, women that already had kids, all of a sudden I was so interested. I was like, I want to know everything. Like, tell me, I know you've probably told me already, but like when you don't have kids, it's like, it's <laughs> out the window. I mean, for me it was. And so I was like, I just wanted to connect with other women and be like, really hone in on like the, nur- if you weren't nurturing, I was like, hmm. Like, I kind of spaced myself. I really noticed who, like, what women in my life, you know, I wanted to bring closer to me. Mm-hmm. And so I feel like other female energy is, like, actually mm-hmm. really awesome. And, I, I, you know, I grew up being the opposite. I'm like, hang out with my cousins, the boys, like, blah, blah, blah. And, like, no. I'm like, mm-hmm. all the girl goodness. <laughs> all the women. Because we're so powerful as women. And, like, coming together even more. Like, it's so beautiful. So. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Long, long. No, that's awesome. Long, I love okay. that. And I feel like in Lafayette, I know we're in Lafayette, Brittany's in Arkansas, there's a lot of good like resources for that. Or there's definitely like upcoming resources for that. So I think it's it's cool. You know? Social media, you know, yeah. I, I hone it. I like, you know, roll my eyes at social media all the time because I, I do focus maybe sometimes on the negatives, but it's brought me so much resource, so many resources, you know, podcast I I love you know I have my certain girls I love on um on podcasts on Spotify and mm-hmm. I, I find there's so much good information out there you just have to discern and kind of I mean listen I have so many mm-hmm. people muted on my social medias mm-hmm. whenever I was at my third trimester I deleted social media because I was like too much information I don't need to be taking in any information mm-hmm. right now mm-hmm. And I mean, I still do that every, you know, few weeks. I'm like, okay, a little, a little break, a little social media delete. Off. Just, yeah, just the app, just the app on my phone. But yes. So yeah, yeah. I love that. There's so many good resources out there yeah. for sure. Okay. I'm like going to bring it back to the nutrition stuff yeah. because I do want to talk about this question. Um, the glucose test. So a lot of our yeah. talk is about like blood sugars and blood glucose and balancing glucose and all of those good things. And I know that part of pregnancy is, you know, of course they worry about gestational diabetes, which mm-hmm. is just diabetes during pregnancy. Um, and you do a glucose test with your doctor. And I want to know your experience and thoughts on that. Okay. Um, I don't know if this is toxic uh, <laughs> advice right now. Don't eat before your glucose test. So multiple of my friends failed their glucose test before, like just the first time. And then they ended up passing because they ate. And oh, okay. So, I, I, so yeah. a glucose tolerance test is at the 28 week mark, right? So you go into your doctor's office, they tell you that you can eat or not eat. You have to consume a 50 or 75 gram carbohydrate solution, which is literally sugar water, and you drink it, and then you wait for 30 minutes to an hour. They draw your labs, see what your glucose response is within that hour, and then if you pass within that glucose, you're good. You can leave. And if you do not, you have to take another solution. 
and then do three more hours of waiting and then they check to see what your blood sugar response is. If it's good, you're fine. If not, if your blood sugar has not come down within that three hour window, then that's when you are diagnosed with gestational diabetes. Um, Typically, females do not have gestational diabetes within their first pregnancy, but maybe in their second one. And having gestational diabetes doesn't mean you'll have diabetes later on, but it increases the risk for having type 2 diabetes. So it's definitely something to keep an eye on. So Morgan, what was your experience with the glucose tolerance test? So I... um... I had mine, I scheduled, mine was a little different. I had, um, I had a midwife, so I got to drink just this little lemonade thing, but typically it's like this really sugary solution. I hear it's really nasty from a lot of people. So I will say you can always advocate, uh, advocate for yourself and ask for a different lemonade solution. There's, there's, lemonade there's definitely different options that you can have the same amount of sugar in this drink um if you do not want that solution there's always different options you could even do a fasting in the morning um there's different options and i suggest you always ask um if you'd like to do something different or you're just curious um i did not eat because i was told by my friends that if i ate before i'd probably fail it so I did not eat. I had my test at 12 o'clock in the, like noon, lunchtime. And I had not eaten anything all day, which was very different than oh my gosh. norm. Yeah. Um, and I went and I drank it and I passed it. I felt like I had it. And then I had a visit after and I felt like I was dying. She was talking to me the whole time. Mm. And I was like, oh my I have not eaten anything. And then I just had this sugary drink. I, I felt horrible. I was like... I remember getting agitated because she was asking me certain things and I was like, I don't know. I like I remember being like, I don't know. And I had to tell her my next week visit because it was weekly visits at that point. Mm-hmm. I was like, I'm so sorry if I was rude last time, but I did pass my test. Um, and especially with PCOS being the insulin sensitivity, I was thankful for passing it. But I honestly think if I would have eaten something before, I would have probably not passed it because of the way my body reacted after um so I was that made me really mindful because I didn't tell her that because I didn't want them to diagnose I was terrified to have Mm -hmm. a diagnosis of that so um I was more mindful but yeah that's um glucose I would just really recommend um there's other options you don't have to just do you know that glucose test because it is pretty painful um just to sit there and have this really sugary drink. So you could right. always do ask for fasting, um, glucose and go in the morning. There's different mm. options. So, yeah. And you can also, if you, which it is kind of crazy to consume 50 to 75 grams of sugar all at one time. So like you're saying, if you want to do a fasting, that's completely fine. Or, have a blood sugar monitor and actually prick your finger for your fasting Mm -hmm. and present that to your physician, but completely up to you what your choice is. And like, like you said, advocate for yourself and what you feel is right for you and your, your decisions. And that's a big thing. Like I'll, I'll piggyback off of that. Like with any medical treatment, you're like, your doctor's working for you. I mean, you don't want to go in with that mindset. You don't want to be ugly, but like always ask questions, 
always advocate for yourself because they are working for you. And if you have to switch doctors, then you have to switch doctors. But this is your time. You're having a baby. You're, you know, we've gotten so um, intervention happy. And that's great. You know, that's saving so many, like saving so many things. And there's, there's a place and a time for it. And I'm so thankful for it. But you can always, this is your experience. You can always ask for different options and and just be firm in that, you know. Um, know know what you'd rather do and know that there's always options. Always, always, always. And if they're very, like, so sure about it, just say, okay, well, can you just tell me that, you know, can you just tell me the different options and just why you don't think those are great? Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Just, I mean, you know, knowledge is power. And, mm-hmm. you know, that'll give them, if, if they have a really strong reason, they can tell you and you can decide. You get to yeah. decide, okay, well... Either want to do that or you know what you're right that sounds right mm-hmm. I'm gonna go with that mm-hmm. but but it's empowering and it's important to advocate for yourself right and it's for your baby too I mean yeah. at that point it's like for your future family and your kids and so that's right it's like even that much more important yeah you have to push past <laughs> all of our most of our people right. pleasing ways <laughs> exactly which was not easy yes. um but it's important yeah Okay, I think we have time for one more question. Okay, let's so, do it. Morgan, last one. Did you have any wild cravings, and how did you deal with them? You've obviously kind of talked about some of the stuff in the beginning, but fill us in. So I didn't. Oh, I hate that to say I didn't have any wild <gasps> cravings. Really? I had food aversions. Ooh. Well, talk about that. So I. Oh my goodness! I don't. I couldn't eat chicken. I couldn't eat. I mean, I ended up like making myself, but everything grossed me out. I mean, I was eating so healthy, so like out there, um, and I could not. Oh my goodness! For so long, I had so many food aversions. So I felt like um, any way I could get protein in, I would. Um, I was eating like oysters, which is amazing if you can while you're pregnant. So, so good. Um, I was eating uh, sardines, all of that, and I just could not anymore. And it, it, it was another point of mindset. You kind of have to shift and you do what you have to do. My baby did not clearly did not like that um, while he was in my stomach because now he loves it. Um, but I feel like trying to find, there's different ways in trying to find your balance, which I had like a better, like if, if you don't like this, then try this, but you kind of have to like, there's just weird aversions that like, I never thought, who would have thought chicken? Mm -hmm. Um, so I would eat more beef and kind of like eat more enzymes to balance off that, you know, that, um too much red meat, you know, you, right. you be mindful of that, but I would just kind of, I tailored what I could to, mm-hmm. to being nauseous and making sure I could get that in, but I did not have any cravings other oh than gosh. cold food, which, oh. you know, they say eat warm food. Our yes. body does need warm mm-hmm. food while pregnant. Um, and if you can warm, 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 but I, all I wanted was strawberries, fruit, cold, mm. cold fruit. Like, give it to me, all the cold <laughs> fruit. Um, even in the winter, I had a December baby. Um, so I just, I would let those things and cravings, I would say, like, if you have a lot of chocolate cravings, um, magnesium is going to help that. Magnesium, you're deficient a lot of times with chocolate cravings. 
and dark chocolate's amazing, but I mean, mm-hmm. a little, everything in moderation. So if you've eaten a really balanced diet, uh, meal, try to, you know, add some little, cho- a little bit of chocolate, but try to add some protein before everything in moderation, sea salt. Like if you're craving a lot of chips, sea salt is great for us. If we have too much sugar, then it, it keeps all that salt in. But otherwise, if you're eating balanced and well, um, add sea salt mm. to something fun. Mm-hmm. Like add, you know, just make sure you're sourcing from good places. And mm. I mean, everything in moderation is important. If you're getting those well-balanced diets, then you shouldn't be craving too much. And if you are, maybe check back what what could be causing that, you know? Right. Yeah. So, I've heard so. a weird thing. Um, sea salt with a tablespoon of honey for sleep at night during pregnancy. Oh. Uh, I've never been pregnant, so I don't know, but I've heard from a pregnant woman that it works. So. Well, that's awesome. That's <laughs> yeah. good to know. And I, bet and it I think it's like balance. the magnesium and the different electrolytes. Magnesium yes. and blood honey. Sugars. Yeah, blood sugar, all mm-hmm. of that. Like that helps yeah. to kind of regulate. So that right. makes sense. Honey, even though it's really sweet, right. um, it's kind of like the, the texture and the form of it can help regulate blood. Right. Sugar in small amounts, um, because it's kind of yeah digested a little bit slower yeah mm-hmm. so than like candy yeah I don't know but yeah awesome. yeah, yeah that's good I to mean, know that's a great little tip <laughs> I will keep that in mind yeah and you did some really good things like you had your collagen you had your beef liver pills and everything mm-hmm. like that because I'm sure you've read the you know endless research about all of the different nutrients you need from like the chicken and the different meats maybe that people usually have aversions to so like you said finding ways that you can get those in your diet because it's more about like the nutrients you know from those foods that you're looking for collagen at night 10 out of 10 recommend if you leave with anything you know um that helped so much I didn't do that until the end well tell us what brand that way because like that's the hard thing too there's so many or like if you know what kind I know um vital proteins makes vital a good proteins co- is it that yeah. one so yeah. I do the chocolate um okay. vital proteins and then ancient nutrition yeah ancient nutrition I do like their actual um protein mm-hmm. and gelatin gelatin okay, yes. is awesome so perfect perfect food Okay, we'll tag it, yeah. Yeah, yes, yes. Um, That is awesome for gel. They have a really good gelatin and collagen. If you don't like the flavor, like chocolate or vanilla, um, I always have all of it. I have unflavored vanilla and chocolate for what I'm craving, and my husband now loves it too. He's like, well, you make me one of those little drinks (laughs) before we go to bed. So, or like yogurt. um, Yogurt with collagen in it is literally like whipped cream. It's delicious. I love it. So that's a great, like, if you don't want to drink it, midnight snack um, Mm. or in the morning, the yogurt mixed with that chocolate protein, collagen is Top tier. Okay, good. I, I love that. I do salted caramel in my yogurt, and it is and then add some, <laughs> add some sea salt in. It. Add some, so some sea salt. Add some yes. sea salt into that, and you're yes killing good. it. Okay, yeah. good. Yes, it. we'll tag all the good brands for y'all. Yes. Yeah. Okay. Anything that we didn't touch on that you want to touch on? To wrap it up, I feel like movement, even if it's fifteen minutes, so important um protein and magnesium if you leave with anything for my nutritional tips and mindset mindset's really important whatever you need your personalized feminine um energy whatever that is for you really tap into it because this is your time I feel like this is your time to set 
apart. What do you like? What what do you need? You know, to be the best mother to to step into this whole new role that you are, that you're a part of. That's such a beautiful thing. Just just whatever you need. You know, mindset's so important. Yeah. Awesome. Awesome. Well, thank you so much. Um, so guys, if you're listening to the podcast, please share this with someone that you know that might be trying to get pregnant. If you are someone that is pregnant, please, please share. You can um, listen to us on anywhere that you listen to your podcast. We're going to continue to be coming out with new episodes on Monday every other month or every other uh, Monday, excuse me. And if you guys have any questions, if you have any topics that you want, please shoot us a message on Instagram. Morgan, where can they find you? Um, I have, so I have two Instagrams. One is align your highest self. Um, I put motivational quotes, fun movement, um, mindset, all the good things. And then we have your psych and peace sisters. Um, and that is, we are through me and a friend through our, um, school journey, just learning different tips about different medications. If that's what you're into, different neurotransmitters, just kind of nerding out on all the psychiatric mental health fun. So you can find us there. Awesome. So we're going to link that in the show notes. So go ahead and follow Morgan. She's like she said, going to be done with school in May. She's going to have a lot of good stuff coming out. 2024, be looking out. Um, you guys know where to find us. We also have our social media linked. And all of the things, if you want to work with us, we're here to be working with. And Lafayette for Kristen. Yes. I'm all over the place, though. Find Anywhere. us on. Yeah. Find us on social. Social media. All right, guys. We'll see See you next next time. time. Bye. Thank y'all so much.